This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Successful people, whether in arts, craft, business, profession, and even in their personal relationship, all possess the same two elements that make them successful. They are inspired and they are excellent. Hi, I'm Francis Kong, and welcome to Inspiring Excellence, a podcast that will guide you to the path of excellence and inspiration, one episode at a time, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You're listening to Inspiring Excellence, hosted by me, Francis Kong. In this episode, we're going to be talking about maintaining healthy relationships. Are you ready to take the first step in becoming an excellent parent, child, or colleague? Keep on listening because this is Inspiring Excellence. I have been doing leadership training for so long. This is the professional aspect of my life. It is a career. It is something I love doing. And then there's this informal group of wonderful people who would meet with me once a week. We have kept company for decades. We would study scripture, share life, ideas and lessons, allowing us the joy to be together is something that I really look forward to. Officially appointed to lead the group by virtue of age and experience, I guess, I've been doing my best to equip them for learning life lessons and have seen how they have grown over the years. In both aspects of training, I see common grounds, either in the professional or vocational nature. Forgive me, as you may observe, how fundamental I can get with these views and be patient as I set the scene. Almost all training includes at least two people, the person being trained and the person doing the training. There are exceptions. During pre-COVID days, it would be a regular part of my career to do a two-day leadership training to a class that ranges from 60 to 80 participants or sometimes even more. It could be draining for me because I had to work harder and move faster to have every participant engaged and involved in the training process. Now, here's where the focus of training is. The trainer's goal is not only to teach skills. This would be an easy task to do. But the more challenging and rewarding aspect is for the trainer to elevate the performance of the trainee. Without this focus, then training would not yield its best results. I consciously and repeatedly remind the group that my work is not to have participants do what I say, but to have them develop the ability to think for their own and perform in a level that astounds their trainer and themselves. I picked up this material from somebody, but 
to my regret, have forgotten the source of which, but as you look over the message, it resounds with great wisdom and practicality. We have access to unlimited real-life and dramatized experiences via television, the internet, and social media, giving us the opportunity to observe the performance outcomes of countless athletes, musicians, and actors, and speakers. What we often don't see, however, are the hours and sometimes years of training that led to a particular outcome on display, and we seldom know who the trainers were. This is so true, isn't it? Let me ask you a question. Do you admire a LeBron James, a Steph Curry, a Yo-Yo Ma, or an Ichop Perlman? Many of you do. These are experts in their fields. So my next question is this. Can you give me the names of their trainers that developed them into the people they are today? Get the point? You might turn on your television or device and see an accomplished musician deliver a stunning performance of a powerful classic, and your reaction might be, Wow! What talent! But you are not so much provided with any background on what type of training the musician received, how much and from whom. The fact remains that few people achieve significant success alone. When you get to listen to the interviews of the accomplished athlete, musician, or artists, their story includes at least a handful of coaches and teachers or trainers who helped develop their ability to facilitate opportunities for their success. Most success depends, at least in part, on the expertise of trainers who help to refine the performance to its highest potential. This may be why many trainers, speakers, educators, and lecturers do not do well. They may be too obsessed with who they are and what they can deliver such that they forget that it is not about them, but about what and how they can produce winners and achievers better than them. This is what makes training teaching, speaking, and now include social media postings so wonderful and meaningful. And the reason why I'm where I am today is because of the mentors and trainers in my life who have pushed me, challenged me, corrected me, and loved me enough to want to see me improve. Remember the famous phrase, you see a turtle on a fence post. He didn't get there by himself. Even the Ninja Turtles had Master Splinter, their trainer and mentor. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, back to the episode. 
Habits start with a single chord, ignored, repeated, until that strand of chord becomes a cable. Habits are powerful, and winners know that if they cultivate winning habits, they continue to win and achieve greater heights. And when you look at people who do not seem to be achieving progress in life, love, or careers, they most oftentimes embrace habits that are not healthy and they can be destructive as well. Leaders have habits too, and while most of the head honchos of my corporate clients manifest, they do carry very healthy, admirable, and excellent habits that have propelled them to their current positions of leadership and have brought their business organizations to the top of their industry. But there are still leaders of lesser ranks in their organizations who still hold on to unhealthy leadership habits that pose as impediments towards their organization's success and have actually debilitated themselves from having a better future in their career as well as their personal life. Let's take a look at some unhealthy leadership habits, and any one of them being unaware of this, they will have to understand that an honest initiative to rectifying them can contribute to preventing a destructive, unhappy, or adversarial workplace. Leadership flaws can easily be connected with a slight tweak in behavior. Let's identify them. Number one, talk too much, listen too little. This sends, and oftentimes unconsciously, a message saying, you are not important to me, you're wasting my valuable time. This happens because leaders presume they already know what the person is going to say. Listen more, talk less. Number two, trust talk and rude words. Sometimes leaders use autopilot expressions, cussing and cursing, as an outlet for their frustrations. Others are quick in making critical or sarcastic comments that hurt people while leaders think they are being cute and witty. Show sensitivity and empathy. Number three, Temper tantrums. Every time the leader loses his or her temper, the immediate impression is that the leader is losing control. Reputation as being volatile and unpredictable becomes the reputation and causes tension throughout the workplace that kills creativity and productivity, emphasizing that the leader is so childish. Chill. Number four, glass half empty view. When an idea is presented, this kind of leaders immediately respond with, I don't think it will work. This kind of negativity is actually disguised for an attitude that says, I know better. Consider the idea and study the merits first. 5. Grab credit and suck up. This is one of the most destructive leadership behaviors that has caused good people to leave their organizations. People work, and the leader grabs the credit. This is an expression of sucking up to the boss, and the tendency of those who love to suck up is that they tend to kick down on others. Recognize and give credit to those who contribute and work on merits, not on politics. 6. Power Play These kinds of leaders always view the workplace as a battleground. They withhold information so they have weapons to use at the proper time that would advance their interests and positions. They play politics all the time, name-drop their bosses' names and other dignitaries, and causes factions and divisiveness within the organization. Serve 
do not dominate and rule. Number seven, withhold recognition. Insecure leaders would not want to show appreciation and would never recognize their people's accomplishments. They tend to think that people are expected to perform anyway, and they are being paid for the services they render. This kind of leader drives away good people as they feel that they are not appreciated in the first place. Compliment them and appreciate them. There is just no more room, time, or space for leaders to exhibit these unhealthy habits that undermine people and slow down progress. Leaders have to be trained. Just like any other skills in life, leadership skills have to be updated and upgraded and subjected to serious training. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. the episode. It has been said that there are six phases to a project. One, enthusiasm. Two, disillusionment. Three, panic. Four, search for the guilty. Five, punishment of the innocent. And six, praise and honor for the non-participants. If this is the case in your organization, then you can be sure of two things. One, you have a lousy culture in your organization. And two, And that is because you have lousy leaders and bosses who have created that culture in your organization. Many leaders have unhealthy leadership habits, and when they do, they cause people unnecessary stress and stifle their productivity. One wise guy says, My boss told me to have a good day, so I went home to be as far away from him as possible. Some of us have bad hair days once in a while, but many people in the workplace have bad boss day almost every day of their lives. I have to emphasize and re-emphasize to the many participants that would enroll in my Level Up Leadership that many people do not leave their jobs, they simply leave their bad bosses. Today is part two of our material entitled Negative Leadership Habits, and so without much time and space to use, let's go to the rest of the unhealthy habits of leaders, and today I will provide a few practical ideas on how to deal with them. Unhealthy habit number eight is bragging and ego trip. Good leaders are humble and they always pass on the credit to their team. The not-so-good leaders cannot resist telling his or her people just how smart they are. They love to use the phrase, I know, I know. So the way to deal with this habit is to hold on to your words and think first. What am I about to say worth saying? And if the conclusion is nothing, then just smile and say thank you. That will always be a winner. Number nine, full of excuses. Traffic is horrible. This is an excuse today because today you and I are born in a country Wherein traffic is a fact of life and is no longer acceptable as a reason. I was in a client meeting. Maybe true, but if this is the case all the time and you're out there doing shopping, then the leader cannot be rich constantly. You're not a good leader. 
Leaders need to first evaluate why such reasons are always being given. And when it is, then credibility in leadership diminishes. One prescription I would like to provide is so simple, potent, and self-corrective. Just be honest. Number 10. Trap in the past. There are leaders who would go endlessly with tales and stories of the good old days and how the situation was better at infinitum ad nauseum. Solution? Live in the present and focus on the future. Number 11. Ungrateful. Most people do not demand much, but they sure appreciate being appreciated. Gratitude is a skill that should always be developed. Saying thank you is an exercise. Good leaders should not tire of practicing. Number 12. Well, favoritism. There are just so many things leaders do that are simply dumb and unnecessary. Office romance, for example, or paying too much attention to one individual simply because he or she comes from the same province or were once schoolmates or frat buddies. Yes, men and yes, women always get special graces from the boss, but this is not healthy. It kills motivation and drives away initiative of others to deliver their best, as they have already prejudged that future promotions and opportunities will never go their way, but will be handed to the boss's favorites. One word to deal with this, meritocracy. Next, obsessed with winning. There are targets to achieve, I know that. There are goals that should be met. I understand that. But leaders are to be coaches and mentors that would provide the inspiration and the guidance to get his or her team to meet the goals. Sometimes obsessive leaders are too consumed with the need to win, even when winning does not matter. It is a root cause that leads to workplace conflicts, ceaseless arguments, credit grabbing, etc. How do you deal with this? Concentrate on things that really matter. Think long term. You know, I'm just heating up, but the space is not enough. In many years of my own business leadership experience and the issues I hear from my corporate clients, now that I'm doing a lot more speaking and training, here is the one effective piece of advice I would like to present. And it sounds so self-serving, but I can assure you it is not. Just ask the thousands of those who have experienced it. And that is to be trained or to send your people to leadership trainings to have their leadership skills developed, updated, and upgraded. Two days of airspace or column space is insufficient, but two days of leadership training would not be able to cover all, but at least more could be discussed and addressed. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Excellence. For more inspiring and excellent episode updates, follow Inspiring Excellence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. See you next Thursday. God bless you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.